If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Welcome back, pet lovers. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the current trends in the pet food market. Now, being in the pet industry, and I attend a ton of different pet show expos and product expos, and I get new food samples all the time, I see a lot of trends coming through. And they tend to come through um, really frequently. Like Things change in the pet food industry so quickly, it's sometimes really hard to keep up. And I'm sure it's even harder to keep up if you're not in the industry. And there's a ton of marketing out there about all sorts of different things it's easy to get confused about you know what really is best for my dog or my cat and there's everything from raw food diets to sup- special supplements and we've got CBD is making a huge uh, push right now and lots of probiotics and special vitamins and then packaging changes all the time there's a ton that's happening in the pet food industry. It's constantly changing a lot of new things. So to help you keep up on some of these new changes and what's actually really, truly beneficial for your pet, we're going to have a show today where we talk to some experts, some folks that are driving those trends, but some also some folks that could just talk to us generally about what is great about these trends and maybe what we should be uh, cautious about with these trends. So we are joined today first by Dr. Jennifer Adolph. She's a senior nutritionist for Pet Curie, and she's one of our favorite guests. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Adolph. Thanks very much for having me. All right. So uh, let's start a little bit about, tell us, what what does that mean, senior nutritionist? Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do so that people understand why you are an expert. I wear a lot of different hats, but my primary role is formulation of our food food recipes for dogs and cats. And so my passion is really about ingredients and creating a variety of different foods for pets to try to help pets find a food that works best for them. Awesome. Now, you guys um, at Percurian, one of the reasons I love you is because it does seem to me that you are always on the cutting edge of things without being faddish and trendy. But there are a lot of new fads out there and some big trends. And can you just kind of address like some of the biggest trends that you're seeing in the pet industry right now that you think are great and are really beneficial for, for pet food? There is, as you said, so much going on, but I think one of the exciting trends that the pet food industry is focusing on is sustainability and environmentally friendly practices. And um, Pecarian, as you know, recently launched our brand Gather, which is has sustainability as its focus. So thinking about where the ingredients come from right down to the packaging and thinking about how what we feed our pets really impacts the global food supply. Yeah, and, and that is critically important because if you look at the statistics about just like beef, for example, how much of an uh, environmental impact that has for human food, and pet food is right along there with it. So I love the fact that p- folks like you guys at Pecurian are keeping our environment ultimately in mind. And a lot of the proteins that are out there, these are these exotic proteins that are sustainable uh, proteins. Like, can you, can you talk about maybe some of them that Pecurian uses that are this, these specific proteins that you guys are using that are sustainable? Um, so in the Gather brand, we've chosen to use uh, 
lot of organic ingredients and Marine Stewardship Council certified seafood products. So um, certified fish and krill, which are excellent nutrient-dense ingredients. And the certification helps consumers who know how the food is handled and and grown and raised. And so that adds a level of transparency, which is also another trend that is being seen in the pet food industry. Now, I want to ask you a little bit, because you mentioned the seafood and the krill, and, and, and a lot of the foods that Petcurian does are grain-free. A lot of foods that are in the pet food aisle are grain-free, and I'm sure you're aware there's a, quite a few, uh, there's a recent study, actually, that just came out in July of this year about a possible connection between grain-free diets uh, and heart disease in dogs. Can you give us some insight on that, and, and is this something that people need to, like, you know, get rid of the grain-free and move on to grain, or what's going on there? It is, it is a little bit of a complex topic to navigate. And so the U.S. Food and Drug Administration released a memo stating that they have observed some cases of dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs that are fed diets with uh, higher levels of certain ingredients. And it's really, it's really early in the investigation and really there is real, a real lack of research in, into this area. And we know that taurine, which is an amino acid, plays an important role in heart health. And it's considered an essential nutrient in cats, but it's not considered an essential nutrient in dogs because dogs can make taurine from other amino acids. And so, um, so, it's, there's there's probably a lot of factors that are going into play in this situation. Um, the formulation is one factor, of course, but also the way the individual animal handles and metabolizes the nutrients that it receives from its food. And so it's there can be many interactions. And I I would say that I would cautious pe- caution people to not um, run out and and change their their dog's food necessarily, but to be aware of the situation. To you know, if you have concerns, be in touch with your veterinarian or your pet food manufacturer to to find out more information about about who formulates their products, what kind of quality control they have in place. And um, Picurian approach has been to make sure that taurine is included in all of our, our kibble recipes, both those recipes that have grains and are grain-free as a, as a precaution to, to this, um, this information. But really more research is needed and, and it's, it's good for pet pet parents to be aware of the situation but but not to not to panic and and just to gather information and and continue as always to monitor the health of their pets. Yeah, I think that's key. I think is that don't panic and and do your research. We we preach that on this show. Do your research and talk to your veterinarian. And in some cases, uh your dog might have a particular need that means you got to stay grain free and it, So, you know, work veterinarian to make sure that the nutrition that they're getting is the best that they can get. Now, another trend that uh, I'm sure you saw uh, when you were on the floor at Super Zoo and before that Global Pet Expo, everything 
is about probiotics or CBD or, you know, super vitamins, super supplements, and it seems to be everywhere. And it was really prevalent in the treat space this past year, but we're starting to see all of that stuff kind of start to creep into foods as well. So can you talk a little bit about those trends? Let's start with the probiotic thing. Talk a little bit about when a pet parent's looking on the shelf and they see something has added probiotics. What does that mean? So probiotics are the good microbes that reside in our intestines and they are, there's more and more evidence showing the interaction that they play in our bodies with um, the, our other organ systems and just their overall role in health. And I think that this is a really interesting and emerging area. And I think that the, the amount of research is still relatively new and in its infancy, um, but it's definitely an area to watch. And so we talk about probiotics, which are the good microbes. And then there's also the prebiotics, which are certain types of fibers that the probiotics feed on. And so including both a prebiotic and a probiotic in a food can help to promote digestive health and, and good bacterial flora in the gut. So yeah, these they're popping up in, in all sorts of products. Uh, Pecurian recently launched um, our meal mixers. And one of those is a digestive health meal mixer, which has a prebiotic and probiotics added to it. So it's definitely, definitely a growing trend. Yeah. And and especially if you've got a dog that maybe does get upset stomach a lot, this is something you really should look at. We actually have started using some probiotics up in, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a a trained scientist. I don't have letters behind my name for that, but I do believe it's working. (laughs) So that's turned, great. That's great. I'm glad to hear it was working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, another thing that I just mentioned was CBD and hemp. It was everywhere. Now, I know Pepcurian doesn't have anything out right now that it is. And in most dog foods, cat foods don't have it out, but there was a ton of treats. What are your thoughts on this insane growth of CBD and hemp related products and pet food and treats? So what's interesting is that CBD and hemp are actually not approved ingredients for use in pet food in the United States. Um, AFCO, the Association of American Feed Control Officials, has not recognized either as as an approved ingredient. And um, hemp is, is something that they are looking to the hemp industry to gather some data and prove the safety and efficacy of hemp for pets. Um, AFCO views CBD in particular as as a drug, and so um, so it's definitely something that is is growing, and it's interesting because I'm in Canada, and as you may or may not know, marijuana is being legalized officially on October 17th. So it's definitely an area to watch, but I, I do caution pet owners to gather information on CBD and hemp before using it in, for their pets because it is not approved. And hemp, hemp from a nutrition perspective is a very interesting ingredient. It has a similar nutrient profile to flax seeds. So it's a great source of protein, dietary fiber, and omega-3 fatty acids in the form of alpha-linolenic acid. Um, and so I, I do hope that, that hemp is able to get some data and get approval for use as an ingredient, but because of the lack of regulatory approval, that is why Pecurian has not been able to include it in our foods at this time. It would sure be awesome if it did get approved because talk about a great sustainable source 
to use for food. Oh, definitely. It would be really great, really terrific. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate your time. Can you tell us where folks can find out more about Percurian and what you guys do over there? Yes, definitely. Our website, petcurian.com, is a wealth of information about our products and lots of nutrition information on there as well. And we have a terrific customer care team. If listeners have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to contact us. Fantastic. Thanks so much for talking with us today, Jennifer. All right. Thank you. Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we come back, we're going to be digging even deeper into some of the ever-changing trends in the pet food industry. And we're going to dig deeper into some of those that we just talked with Dr. Adolph about. Pet Lover Geek brought to you by Pet Hub. We'll be right back on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. We just finished talking with Dr. Adolph about some of the biggest trends that are happening in pet food industry right now. And our next guest is a CEO of a pet tree company that is not only making waves because of the ingredients that are used in their treats, but also in their packaging as well. We've got Ann Carlson here to talk with us about Jiminy's. It's a new sustainable pet treat that is using crickets as a pet protein source. Super excited to have you on the show, Ann. Hi, Lorian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, I actually stopped by and we got to chat with you guys at SuperZoo this year. We did a little live um, video there. So make, folks, make sure you check that out on our Facebook page. And we learned about what you and Jiminy's are doing to stand out from the crowd. But I would love it if you would share with our radio audience now what Jiminy's is all about and how you came up with the idea. You bet. Well, the way it all started, I actually was approached to lead a grass-fed beef dog treats company. And while I love the idea of a sustainable treat for dogs, I think it's something that's sorely missing within the industry. I knew that traditional animal protein, especially beef, wasn't the answer. Um, So I did a little bit of research and I saw that the United Nations had put together a report that showed that insect protein could be the answer to world hunger. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of my aha moment. And as I learned more, I realized that cricket protein was the way to go. So we actually created these treats using cricket protein and we came into it because of sustainability, but it is an amazing protein source. Uh, just like beef, it's an ex- excellent complete protein. And mm-hmm. when I say complete protein, what I mean is it has all of the essential amino acids that you get in an animal protein because it is an animal. It's just a very, very small animal. Right. Uh, but beyond that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And beyond that, it actually has high omegas. It's high in fiber, B2, B12, iron, calcium, magnesium, potassium, Um, It really is a superfood. 
Well, and let me ask you this because I mean, that, that's great because that was actually one of my questions that I had, you know, is like, so cricket protein, how is that different than other proteins and should people be worried about? But I love that you're saying, you know, it's, it's, it's like beef. It's kind of a complete protein. Do you use the entire cricket uh, or, or is there an extraction process? I mean, and, and not to be gross, but we all understand <laughs> the idea of butchering a cow, for example, and we know that not every single piece of the cow goes into the treats, although different treats use different parts of the of the cow. But what about the the cricket? What's that? What's what's harvesting crickets like, or butchering the crickets like? Well, well, first of all, I should say it's it's extremely humane, and and the reason I say it's humane is the crickets get to live most of their natural life before they're harvested. So mm-hmm. it's about eighty percent of their natural life. It's a short life but it's a complete life and they're living in the conditions that they love. The way that um, they're harvested is you just lower the temperature and they go into hibernation. So that's Mm. really humane as well. Then they're cleaned and roasted and the the entire animal is used, it's ground up. And that's why we've got all of these additional benefits because you're getting the fiber and all of the uh, nutrients that are in the entire animal. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that they're actually, they're a rich source of taurine as well. So I'm actually really bullish about these for cats. And actually, we're hearing more and more that taurine is important for the dogs as well. Well, that's actually, yeah, the, the most recent FDA study was was maybe, you know, the grain-free stuff might not have enough taurine in it to, to be healthy for pets. So that's really exciting. Yes, yes. And, and uh, again, one of the reasons why this is truly a superfood. Yeah. So, so okay, you, you mentioned sustainable, and, and I, I think I know what that means, but can you kind of lay it out there for us? What does that mean? Because we hear a lot in the news, particularly about, you know, how much waste and how much um, water and land and methane gas goes into cow um, production for beef uh, products. What about crickets? What's, what's, what's the difference there? Oh, well, it's, it's, huge. Uh, It's exponentially different. So it uses much less land, water, feed, uh, and there's almost no greenhouse gas emissions. And in fact, we've done some calculations. And if you look at a bag of our treats, it's just a little six ounce bag and you compare it to a like bag of beef treats. Mm. With that one bag of treats, we save 250 gallons of water. Whoa. Yeah. And and this is one of the reasons why we decided to do this for dogs. Because um, with dogs, it's it's really, it's kind of exciting because if you're able to convert a dog to a different kind of diet, you can make a real difference. With people, uh-huh. if, I, if I were to do a product for people, I might get one or two eating occasions a week. With a dog, you can get 10 to 20% of their diet with the treats, uh, 80 to 90% of their diet with food. And if we convert one dog to from a beef diet to a cricket diet, we can save four and a half million gallons of water a year. Wow. That, just one dog. One dog. Wow, that's incredible. Imagine, and, imagine if we did 1% of the dogs. You know, right, it's, yeah, it's no, amazing. it can make a huge difference. And, and we, we have 89 million dogs in the U.S. that are eating 32 billion pounds of protein per year. Yeah. So this makes a real, real difference. Yeah. And, and it clearly is something, I mean, we all love our pets. We all want to make sure that our pets are getting, you know, the best food, the most nutritious food. And there is something, maybe because of marketing, maybe it's just because of the culture that we're in. There's something about how a dog needs beef or a dog needs, you know, chicken or whatever. You, you feel like it needs the meat. But if we, if we change our mindset to know our dog needs protein, and there's a lot of different ways yep. that we can get that protein into them, uh, I think that that's just critical. And, and actually what we're learning is a dog needs a balanced diet. 
Right. So it needs all of the nutrients. So if you can get all of those nutrients, your dog is going to be extremely healthy. Right. And so in the long run, so clearly in the long run, cricket protein is going to be so much better for the environment. It helps us reduce our overall carbon footprint. It saves millions of gallons of water, uh, reduces greenhouse gases. Uh, Better for the environment, high quality, nutritious for our pups. What about, though, taste? Because, you know, a lot of dogs are so picky. And, and, (laughs) you know, I mean, our dog, frankly, I'm looking at him right now and he's looking at me all guilty. If I give him like a turkey treat or something, you know, like that, he's like, "Mm, it's okay. If I give him a beef or a bison treat, he's all over it. So talk about that. Well, we've we've done a lot of palatability testing with it and the dogs just love it. They don't overthink it, which is, you know, one of the things that we were worried about uh, with the, the people, but with the dogs, they're all in. They love this. And the reason is it, it actually has sort of an earthy, nutty taste that really appeals to them. And what we've done when we've created the treats is we've really thought about what are we combining it with and making sure that all of the ingredients are things that dogs love. So, um, and, and with that, we also do palatability testing and all of our treats have tested extraordinarily well. And in fact, our last treat, which we just released, which is a, a soft and chewy training treat, it scored 100 through an AFB test, which mm-hmm. means every single dog that tried it loved it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and that's the, that's yeah. the, new, the training treat, right? I saw it on your website. That's the training treat. Yeah, I'm excited yep. to actually get to try that with our dogs. So now... This is treats, which obviously, you know, it's not the full full meal. Uh, and I'd love it if you can talk a little bit about, for, for especially for folks that are like, wow, I'd like to explore this more for feeding my dog. Right now, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, this isn't an approved ingredient as far as the FDA is impro- uh, as for, for food, right? Right. And, and actually, I think it should be grass, which is generally recognized as safe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what we're doing right now, uh, we, we are working on food and we've put together a dossier that we're submitting into the FDA to show them all of the research that's been done so that it will get approved. And we anticipate, you know, that it's not a fast process, but we anticipate probably by next year, uh, we'll be through that process and releasing the food. And then you'll be able to, to do an entire meal based on that. What about other insect proteins? Because I, I remember that, mm-hmm. um, that study that came out, and it wasn't just crickets that were on there. And if you go, frankly, if you go oh, yeah. a lot of places in the world, you go down to their night markets, you'll see all kinds of critters uh, on sticks to eat. So talk about other proteins that, that you might be able to explore. Yeah, uh, well, all of them are really interesting and great. Some of them, the names are not so great. So we'll have to think about how, mm-hmm. how to put it in a product and make people excited about it. <laughs> but, right. but there's over, there's over 1900 edible um, species. And wow. um, I, I actually was just recently at an eating insects conference. And I personally ate, I think I ate 10 different types of insects. And they were all really great. Yeah. And, and if you get over the ski factor, which is, which, you know, and I look at it, I start to look at because I've t- done some tasting too of insects. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry about getting grossed out about it as much as I am going to be excited that I can explore this new thing that, and I look at it too, as like, how cool is it that we're getting to like reinvent the way people think of eating and people think of feeding Absolutely. their animals. It's like exciting for me. So really great. Now, um, 
talk to us about the different types of trees that they can see and maybe which ones are, are better for which situations. Because you mentioned that you have this new training tree, but you've got a couple others as well, right? Right. We started with biscuits, which is a really traditional um, kind of dog treat, which is, you know, these are, are super clean ingredients. Um, uh, you can think of them like an LID treat. Mm-hmm. And, and they're great for just a, a standard reward. You know, I just want to give my dog a cookie um, maybe after the meal, before he goes to bed, whenever. You know, you, you treat your dog so many different ways. The training treats are designed a little bit differently, um, really thinking about when you're actually trying to get your dog to learn something new, you're going to have to feed them, you know, as many as 100 treats to get them to start to understand what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. So you've really got to think about something that's completely enticing, can be eaten quickly, um, and it's low enough calorie that you're not going to, you know, we've got an obesity issue with our pups. We don't want to contribute to that. So these are under three calories a piece. They can be broken into smaller pieces for small dogs. They're actually great for small dogs. Um, And we worked with uh, Ian Dunbar, who created Serious Dog Training. He's Mm -hmm. one of our advisors, and he helped us with the design of the treat. So we take it really seriously, making sure that we get it right for the purpose that it's designed for. Ah, fantastic. Great. Tell people where that they can find Gemini's and get some from their own pups. Well, the best way is to go to our website. Uh, com, and there's a where to find us uh, tab on the website and it'll show all the different uh, locations where you can go into a local store. If there isn't a store near you, you can buy them on our website as well. Fantastic. And that is dot com. Thank you so much for being on the show today with us, Anne. Really great stuff. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we come back, we're going to be digging into more new and fabulous trends in the world of pet food and pet treats. Now, while you wait, make sure you go over to the Jiminy site and check them out. Order some for your pet and try them. I think you're going to really love it. Pet Lover Geek will be right back on Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. Today, we're talking about current trends in the pet food and treat industry. And our next guest is the founder of Scout and Zoes, a pet company that is providing really super high quality pet treats with unique uh, combinations of flavors and proteins. And let's just face it, I mean, they've got some of the most unique treats that are out there. Really excited to have you on the show. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, and we've actually had you on the show before, um, and I love watching the new things that you guys come out with as you're, you're 
you know, your treat testers are going out there and testing all the new things that you're putting <laughs> out there. And so I've really been very curious as I'm watching things. But for folks that didn't maybe hear you on the show previously, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into business, why you started Scout and Zoe's and, and how you guys are approaching things? Okay. Scout and Zoe's started about 10 years ago now, and it was all because Zoe had allergies to beef and I needed to find something for her to chew on. So we started off with elk antler dog chews and that did really well. And then as Zoe aged, I thought, hmm, there are other things I want to do. And then the Chinese chicken jerky scare came out. So I jumped into treats to um, give my dogs uh, nice, safe treats. And that, my friends, is how they say history is made because mm -hmm. now we have Elk antler dog shoes and protein treats and bakery treats and raw frozen yeah. and vegetables. So we have all sorts of things. Yeah. And I want to dig down into that because there's a lot to unpack uh, when you look at like the, your offerings that you have. Uh, and I want to kind of jump in feet first into why I tapped you for this particular episode is because one of the things I love about you and the way you do things is that you're, you go out there and, and you find unique opportunities and you say, what could I do with this? And I love how inventive you are. So I'd love if you can uh, chat about, because some of the products that you have are a little bit out there uh, compared to some of the other uh, treats that are there. And I mean, you know, dehydrated carp eyeballs and oxtails and kangaroo jerky and all mm -hmm. these different kinds of things. And I'd love it if you can talk uh, about how your company is approaching protein sourcing and bringing unique protein sources to the market and why and wherefores of, the, of doing that. Well, it's really just a matter of what are dogs and cats not allergic to and what they've been exposed to. And obviously very novel proteins are something that they probably aren't allergic to because they haven't been exposed, overexposed to them like kangaroo or duck or carp. And then with, with the carp, the Asian carp, um, it's a matter of you know, keeping my ear to the ground and listening and watching for what is a nuisance and can that be a treat. So, um, in, in a lot of cases, it doesn't work. Like there are some mussels in Lake Michigan that are too tiny. They're microscopic. So that would just that would take forever and it'd be really expensive to use them as a protein source. But I looked at it. But with the carp, they're so invasive. They're so prolific. And they have no known predators here in the United States or in the American waterways. It's like, this is a great treat. This is a great protein source because it's got more omega-3s than salmon does. And nobody's using it. So to turn that into treats, especially like the body parts, the eyeballs and the air bladders and the parts that we're using, nobody's doing it in the pet industry. And to do something like that is completely novel, is almost unheard of. Yeah, you, you and I have known each other for a long time. And I'm a huge fan of companies that are looking at global issues and like, how can I help? And I love the fact that you're tackling that from that perspective. And let's be honest, too, there's a lot of the proteins that are in the standard treats that are out there, chicken, beef, what have you, that are contributing to what's happening with our environment. So mm -hmm. I love that you're going out there and you're looking for other unique sources. Now, th some of the stuff that you mentioned, the kangaroo and that kind of thing, those are actually fairly new for you guys. Can you talk about some of your newest explorations in, in sourcing for treats? Well, the newest one would still be the kangaroo's been around for a while. Um, it just maybe is just one of our lesser known, but still a great seller because it's just kangaroo and sea salt. Um, so we've got duck, 
kangaroo. The carp is probably still the newest. And now we have the raw grinds, the frozen raw grinds. So we've got duck necks and duck frames, and we're taking things that are pretty much waste products and turning them into these wonderful treats for dogs. So it it may not be a novel protein like duck is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mainstream, but it's right. expensive. But we're we're taking the frames and the necks and the body parts and turning them into great treats for raw fed dogs or dogs that, or or just dogs that need a you know a, instead of a raw fed bone or just a bone just you can give them a duck neck. Right. And I love too the combinations that you have. So let's chat a little bit about that. There are some pretty there's some flavors that you have on there. Like, I think I remember seeing like salmon and coconut, uh, which I was like, mm-hmm. what? really? That's like interesting. So, you know, you don't see those flavor combinations out there. So how do you go about choosing the flavor for your treats? You know, your designated taste testers, as it were. Um, like, how do you decide those? And, and how do you decide maybe if, have there been flavors that, that you are trying out that are a no-go because your taste testers say no way? Usually it's what what has the most nutritional benefit, and that's really the crux of everything. Salmon is wonderful because it's a fish. It's not something that dogs or cats get a lot of. And coconut has, depending on where it's sourced and how it's used, has great benefits as well for skin and coat and body development. So everything really centers and hubs around the um, nutritional benefits for the dog. So there's blueberries because of the antioxidants in them and fresh berries. Um, We've used coconut before and salmon. We've got uh, sweet potato and cranberries because cranberries are great uh, antioxidants and also great for UTIs. Um, So that's it. It's it's all what can we do that's the most helpful for the dogs or cats and what will give them the most benefits without a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. And 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 I would love if you could chat too about when you're looking at things because you've you've it, you started off in treats and you're moving now into like you mentioned the the raw feeding and stuff like that. When you're working with animals and things like that, what kind of a process do you guys go through to determine? All right, this is the direction we're going now, and like the feeding and stuff. Do do you have a, a team that you're working with to look at nutritional value things or? specific problems or are you are you working for more like hey we've got this individual issue that's coming up with these dogs let's try to solve this problem so I guess I'm just wondering from a not even a consumer standpoint but more just from a business development standpoint how you guys approach what's next it's really a combination of everything that you just mentioned because we have a crack team uh, that helps develop the treats once once I decide the direction I want to go or we decide we want to go, um, then we formulate if there is a formulation that needs to be made, if it's not a single ingredient. And then um, Zoe, as she aged, showed me holes in the pet industry for dogs with allergies. Mm -hmm. And Scout's doing the same thing because he's going to be 11 in June of this year. And Ziva, the puppy that we have, is going to be three. So large dogs, small dogs, and then dogs that I know, um, I see maladies that that they're experiencing and illnesses that they have and it's like a matter of how can we treat that holistically with food and like scouts all scouts intestinal issues went away when I started feeding them raw and that was the impetus for me to get into raw raw food 
mm-hmm. because it cleared up so many of his issues that it was a lifelong thing that veterinarians couldn't figure it out. And the first thing they wanted to do was open him up and do operations on him and biopsies. And it's like, no, this is, this is a food issue and I'm going to figure out what it is. And once I started feeding him raw, it w- totally went away. And forever I thought he was allergic to chicken. And now he eats raw chicken and he eats her chicken jerky. And it was all of the processed chicken that was in the kibble that he had been eating that was giving him the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people find these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and veterinarians, they're great folks, you know, to treat your dogs, but they don't know a, a whole bunch about nutrition because that's not the impetus for them in vet school. It's, you know, how to heal a dog right. or how to do surgery on a dog. So if, my vet tells me that he's living vicariously through me with nutrition because he wants to know what I'm up to so that he can tell his clients the best way to figure things out. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, and I'd like, let's switch directions just a little bit because one of the things that, again, like I love this about you guys is that you're saying, hey, let's, here's this, this issue or problem. Let's, let's solve it. And it's not just for dogs now. You started off with mm-hmm. dogs, but now if you look on, on what you guys do on your website, it's cats, it's avian. Tell me about a little bit about, let's go into like the cats and the other species that are out there that you have great stuff for. There are as many crazy cat people as there are dog people, and I didn't want to be left out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, k- kitties and birds and horses and reptiles and small animals, we've got something for everybody. And with the cats, um, one of the best products that we have right now are freeze-dried minnows, and those are for dogs and cats and really any animal that will eat them. We're actually looking at them for um, isopods, oh. as little roly-polies. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and they love them. They are, they are the most expensive treat that we have, and they sell the absolute best. We cannot keep them on the shelves. And all they are is just it's fresh, freshwater minnows from the waters of Wisconsin that have been freeze-dried and packaged, and that's it. Yeah, it's interesting. So we, we have a lot of uh, Scout and Zoe's in, in, here in our office, and we have some of the dogs that love those, and other dogs are like, meh. And then there's other dogs that love lamb lung, and then other dogs. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, so I love the fact that you have such a wide variety. And uh, our kittens, too, they're same thing. We have one that loves some of the treats and one that loves the other one of the treats. So I love the variety that you guys have. So definitely, when you get on the website, experiment with it. So tell people where they can find out more about you. Scoutandzoe's.com. And that's Scout Like a Boy Scout, and then A-N-D-Z-O-E-S dot com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Cindy, really love having you. Always a pleasure. Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we come back, we're going to be talking to some awesome pet store owners and talk to them about the treats, that the trends that they see on a regular basis in their store, what consumers are asking for and what they're going out and seeking when they're bringing in new products to the store. Really excited to get a chance to talk to them. And while you wait, make sure you go to check out Scout and Zoe's online and see all the fun, really inventive new treats that are there for your pet to, to try. Pet Lover Geek brought to you by Pet Hub. We'll be back in just a moment on Voice America. These 
days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. Okay, we have been talking to some really fascinating people today to talk about those trends that are making big headway in the pet food industry. And our next guest, Braden Rood, is the CEO and co-founder of Raised Right. It's a human grade pet food company that is making home cooked style meals, whole food products for cats and dogs. Super excited to get to talk with him today and learn all about what this means and how they are changing the way that pet parents look at everyday pet food. Thanks for joining us today, Brayden. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Lori. I'm really excited to, to be here. Yeah, and I am, I'm really excited about this whole concept of Raised Right, but I would love it if you would tell everybody what gave you the idea for Raised Right? How did it all get started? You betcha. So this is, uh, I'll take you way back to March 16, 2007. I, uh, I was only 16 years old at the time, and I just got home from school, and I walked into my house to find a bunch of freshly cooked food, and my family had a rule where we would always wait to eat our meals together as a family. But on this day, I was, I was absolutely starving, and I tried to sneak myself a quick plate. And I wasn't sneaky enough. I ended up banging one of the plates on another one of the plates. And my mom came storming down the hallway, and, and she was saying, Brayden, that food's not for you. It's for the pets. There's food for you in the fridge. <laughs> and, uh, and and I said, are you are you serious? And she said, yes, I'm serious. There was a massive outbreak of pet food contamination today. I don't trust any of the foods out there. I'm feeding them all my own food from now on. And so fast forward to today, uh, we we took a look around and and we just really didn't find a food out there that was doing everything that we wanted to. A food to do to mm-hmm. uh, to trust it. So yeah. this inspired us to to create a company that pet parents can trust through placing a, a strong emphasis on both safety and transparency. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting that you bring up the story with your mom and and the recalls and stuff because that is a big concern for folks nowadays. And you do you see quite a few recalls coming through, and it's it's a little bit spooky as a pet parent. But it's important that pet parents that are listening right now understand that the nutritional needs for dogs and cats is not the same as the nutritional needs for humans. And I know that your company talks about you know human grade. Food, but what does it mean to make human grade home cooked style pet food, but that has the right nutritional needs for par- for pets like our dogs and cats? That's a that's a great question. So you know, as as I'm sure you know, most of the pet food on the market today isn't 
produced to the same safety standards as the food that you and I eat as humans. So as you said, we are a true human-grade pet food company. So we work with veterinarian Dr. Karen Becker and pet food formulation expert Steve Brown to create whole food recipes for dogs and cats with limited ingredients. So all our food is lightly cooked in a USDA-inspected human-grade facility, and every ingredient has passed the same standards necessary for human consumption. I've, I've actually eaten the food many times. I've, uh, I've competed against over 25 dogs and cats in food races to see who can finish their bowl of raised right first. I've, 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 I've yet to win against a dog, but I've, uh, I'm undefeated against cats, so I guess I got that. Yeah, well, our, our cat in particular is a very slow eater, but I don't think you beat either one of our dogs, too. And and so I got to ask you, just because you brought it up, I mean, how does it taste? It obviously, it's not going to have the same flavor profiles <laughs> that we want in our food, but how does it taste? <laughs> you know, it tasted a lot better than than I expected. And the more and more I do it, the, the more I get used to it. But it's it tastes just like, you know, for example, our beef recipe tastes, just like ground beef, obviously there's no barbecue sauce or anything on there to, right. to help, but it's basically ground beef, and I, I taste a hint of uh, spearmint. There's a little bit of a spearmint in our recipes, um, so I taste a little bit of that, and, you know, it's it's actually not that bad, but it's, uh, it's, it's formulated for dogs and cats. I don't recommend for people to make this a part of their own personal diet, but, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, I love doing those food races. That's hilarious. Well, and, and let's talk a little bit about how Raised Right has been, you know, designed to be consumed. So we, in our household, we have actually use a kind of a range of products, and we have some that are just more for toppers, and then some that are more the, the standard meal, and then some that are treats. Uh, can you talk about, is this a sole source food, like the single food, or is it a topper, or is it a mix-in, or a combination of both? Talk to us about how folks can use Raised Right in their home. Yeah, you, you betcha. So, yes, our, our food can be served as a complete meal, uh, but it is also a great topper. Many many of our customers that have bigger dogs scale back the amount of kibble they're feeding and mix in our food to increase the moisture in their diet and to enhance palatability. With With our food being in finely crumbled form, it mixes in great with kibble and helps entice picky dogs and cats to eat their whole meal. So feeding our food is very easy. Because of the high moisture level, there's no need to rehydrate our food. You just defrost the bag, scoop it, and serve. So after the bag's open, it will stay fresh in your refrigerator for, for six days. So you just handle it as you would your the meat that you'd eat yourself because we don't put any preservatives in there. You know, you should only leave it out for a maximum of of two hours, and uh, and that's why the shelf life in the fridge is, is around six days. So let's talk about how then I, I get it to my home, because if it, you say you mentioned defrost, so that means to me it's frozen. How, how do I get the food to my house, and what's storage like and ordering and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So we our food is available in independent retailers um, across various parts of North America. We've been expanding. We started off in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions, and, and now we're expanding westward. And we also have a home delivery service that we recently expanded nationwide. 
So we can deliver all throughout the, the 48 continental states with free shipping now. Oh, wow, that's great. And it comes in a, 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 a box with you know, dry ice or what have you? Yeah, yeah. So we, we had a, have a custom shipping box that, that contains uh, refrigerated liners. Um, environmental sustainability is very important to us. So our refrigerated liners are actually biodegradable and our boxes are recyclable. That's awesome. Now, what about now? Did you start off with dogs and cats, or just with dogs? I'm curious about the the cat aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So we we did. We started off with both dogs and cats. It was important for us to to be able to try and provide the safest pet food possible to to both dogs and cats. Growing up on a farm, I I grew up around dogs and cats my whole life, as well as cows and horses, and so. Um, we really wanted to make this for both dogs and cats, and now we're here. Yeah, and you're able to, on, on I like, too, that when folks go to your website, they can actually create a customized meal plan. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, for example, for adult dogs, we, we take a couple of factors into consideration. So, um, obviously, age. So, adult dogs are above one years old, and, and then we ask what the weight is and also what the activity level is, and also whether the pet parent thinks their dog needs to gain weight, lose weight, or maintain weight. Um, as as you know, obesity in, in pets is a, is a pretty big problem, and mm-hmm. so you know, we we wanted to give pet parents the flexibility to, to, if their pet was a little bit overweight and they wanted to lose weight, we, we built that into our calculator so that they could safely, gradually lose weight. And, and with that said, you know, nobody knows their, their pet better than, than the pet parent. So, if, you know, if they're losing a little bit too much weight, then, then they can increase the food a little bit. I, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned two names when you were talking earlier. These are top names in the industry, Dr. Karen Becker and Steve Brown. I'd love it if you could chat a little bit about how you got involved with them and what having folks like that involved uh, with, a, with a company like Raised Right has meant for you. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think the world of, of both Dr. Becker and Steve Brown, you know, not only are they very, very intelligent people, but they, they both have huge hearts. You know, I, I tell people all the time when I talk about either of them that, you know, the dogs and cats of, of the world are beyond lucky to, to have them in their corner. The things that they're doing really is making a huge impact on, on the industry and more importantly on the lives of, of pets. And so, um, funny story. So when, when we, decided that we wanted to make my mom's recipes more widely available. We wanted to make sure that our food was completely complete and balanced. And, and so I, I told my mom, I said, we need to, to reach out to a veterinarian and a nutritionist to, to make sure that these, these dogs and cats are having all the, all the nutrients that we need. And so my mom said, she's like, I know just, just the vet. And I said, who's that? And she, she said, Dr. Karen Becker, and uh, and so my mom sent her. She's probably a 15 paragraph email <laughs> explaining what we were doing, and and uh, and yeah, Dr. Becker reached out and and said uh, she'd love to work with us, and and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, we we worked with them to create low carb, limited ingredient recipes where every single ingredient has a purpose, and. For us, that means two things. The, the first is that 
All our recipes contain a single source of animal protein, and there are no preservatives or fillers like potato, rice, oats, or barley. Uh, our balanced whole food recipes consist of human-grade sources of meat, vegetables, fruit, herbs, and oils. And, and the second thing is all our recipes are formulated to give dogs and cats the optimal nutrition they need at the stage of life they are in. We were actually able to formulate our adult dog recipes to meet AFCO's requirements for a complete and balanced diet using only whole foods with no added vitamins or minerals. So there's only 11 ingredients in our beef adult dog recipe, 10 ingredients in our chicken and turkey adult dog recipes, and only nine ingredients in our pork adult dog recipes. And on top of being a human-grade company, we, we take safety very, very seriously. So every single batch we cook gets lab safety tested for E. coli, listeria, and salmonella. And we have a hold release program where we don't ever ship our food unless it passes a lab safety test. And for transparency, we post the results of these tests on our website for everyone to see, along with a map, tracing all their ingredients to their source and a video showing how our food gets made. That's fantastic. So a lightly cooked whole food diet offers an alternative for those not comfortable feeding raw diets as well as for pets with compromised immune systems. This is just fantastic, Separating, and, and I would wish we had more time, but we're totally out of time. So I want to make sure that people know where they can learn more about raised rights and where they can learn where to get some for their pets. Um, as I said, we're, our food both available through independent pet stores and on our through our home delivery service. So if they go to raisedrightpets.com, they can order right from our website. And there's also a store locator on our website, and they can see if there's any stores that are carrying our food near them, and they could buy from from the stores as well. Terrific! Thank you so much for being our guest today, Braden. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thanks, too, for the rest of our guests for today's show, Dr. Jennifer Adol from Pet Curian, Ann Carlson from Jiminy's, Cindy Dunstan-Quirk from Scout and Zoes, and you just heard from Braden Rood from Raised Rights Pets. Remember, pet lovers, if you have any questions or ideas for future shows, just send us a message on our Facebook page, or you can drop us an email at info at petlovergeek.com, and we will continue to bring you the best in geeky, techie pet products and tips. Until next time, this is Pet Lover Geek, brought to you by Pet Hub on Voice America. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lori and Clemens, for another edition on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.